1: Hola. Bonjour. Ni hao. Moi. Yesas. Oh, uh, shalom. Bula. Hello. Welcome to the Normal Not Normal podcast with me, Oliver Phelps. And me, James Phelps. And thank you very much for joining us this week. We are very, very happy to be able to say to you that this week we have got... A guy who has been helping people for a long, long time. Uh, Karamo Brown, who you may know from Queer Eye on Netflix, which is a very, very good show to be able to check out. If you're into a bit of binge watching, I'm watching self-improvement. And feel good. Feel good as well. And feel good as well. Feel good. Uh, With these five guys who are just basically helping people in everything from wardrobe... Literally a physical wardrobe in terms of like house design and stuff like that, cooking, um, hair, and Karamo's position. He basically is the the guy who addresses their mental state. The way that I I view it, you because I'm sure that many it's it's one of the biggest shows in the world, isn't it? But what I really liked about uh, what Karamo does is that he's kind of like the foundation work. everything else be built on top like it's all right to look great it's all right to have great things and you know a nice very good looking house um to look good yourself physically as well to cook the right stuff but he really seems to focus on the foundations for all that so you genuinely believe that you feel good and you have confidence in yourself so i'm really really excited to be speaking to him and hearing about his amazing story yes and the best thing is that he's very very qualified to do what he does and to help people as like a I suppose a therapist or a life coach because he's worked in social services for over a decade before transitioning into media um he's well i suppose his television career actually began many years ago back in 2004 when there was a show on mtv which was very very popular at the time called the real world uh, where he became actually the first openly gay african-american in the history of reality tv in the states he did yeah so and then he's got a podcast he's got a great line in cosmetics Basically, he's a very fascinating chap, so I cannot wait to have a chat with him. Exactly. So anyway, before we get to there, James, Oliver, anything fun this week? Anything fun this week? Do you know what? I solved a Rubik's Cube. Oh, so it's been constructive then? It's been very constructive. So people will uh, may have seen or may not have seen on my Instagram. I, was up, I started one morning and I just couldn't get it done. And I was up till gone three o'clock in the morning pretty much living like a hermit on the side of my sofa, just sitting there kind of like, you know, like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, like, Grr, that was me. Uh, and then anyway, the next day I finally completed it. And I have to say, it was it was one of the most proudest moments of my entire life. So I thoroughly recommend, if you want to pretty much go crazy at a nine-sided bit of plastic and you just want to throw it around a room, please, please, please get a Rubik's Cube, but you'll have great fun when it's all done. What have you been up to, Oliver? Fascinating. Well, it wasn't solving a Rubik's Cube, that's for sure. Uh, what have I been doing this week? I have been playing a bit of golf, doing a bit of exercise, and had a very, very interesting moment with a delivery man the other day, right? So, I was having a, a, a parcel collected. Um, it's actually a microphone for the show. So anyway, so I was having that collected to send away. And they said, okay, obviously they, not like most delivery companies, they'll give you a time period when they'll be there to collect it. Now, I had totally forgotten this and had a little nap in the middle of the day. Didn't sleep very well in the night, so always get, get your rest in if you can. Doorbell goes, went downstairs, and it's the delivery man. And he said, uh, hello, I've got, I'm have got. i here for your parcel. And suddenly I was like, oh, no, I haven't even wrapped it yet. I haven't even put it in the box. So ran down here, got it, put it in a box, and I was searching for some parcel tape. He rang the doorbell again. This is about two minutes later after I'm trying to do it. And he said, come on, mate, I've got place to go. And I was so close to going, mate, for a delivery man to say you need to be somewhere, that is the pot calling the kettle black if I've ever, ever heard it. I want to say, look, mate, you gave me a 12-hour window right now. So anyway, this is what was going on. But I didn't. I chose joy. I just said, okay, friend, sellotape, sellotape, there you go. Have a good day. And then did you complain about him? No. I went back to bed. It was just one, it was, it was one of those things, because technically I was in the wrong. I said that it would be ready, and it wasn't, so I can't really complain about that. But there we go. It was nice that he was waiting for once. Very good. And I did actually check, and the parcel did arrive, as was supposed to. So he didn't just go, threw it away. You know, he didn't do that. So more power to him for being a good fellow. I also right I did get a funny thing the other day through so I was asked to do a video for somebody on cameo right and it was a a really nice romantic gesture for a girl's birthday so I was saying you know I oh, hope you have an amazing birthday da, 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 da. and it was from her boyfriend and I said he's been telling me how much marriage sounds like such an amazing idea and he really wants to marry you and get engaged to you not today you know, probably like five or six years down the line. But, you know, have a good birthday. This is, this, 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 is, this is how he wrote it for me to ask. And as I was saying it, I thought, this is absolutely brilliant. So I'm sure it's was an ongoing there, Was there a video? Them. Was there a reaction video? No, no, but hopefully she watched it. And I don't know, he, he actually said to me that he was going to be pretending to tie his shoelaces up. What? <laughs> so he's down on one knee oh, already. a brave man. <laughs> I thought that was lovely. I thought that was lovely. So anyway, if you're listening, I hope you had an amazing birthday without with or without an engagement ring yeah but anyway but guys um we want to say as well thank you so much for all the lovely messages as well that has been coming through all the love and support and really glad to hear that this um listen to our podcast has been helping you through whatever you're going through be it doing the ironing be it going shopping being you know unfortunately some people don't feel like they can get out of bed because of whatever's going on right now so we just want to say we're really really glad to have you with us today and we're sending you our very best stuff you never say, say give your best what are you giving your best wishes your best feelings i guess so anyway we're giving you that so have fun choose joy i'm glad i'm glad you're really, you sound really sincere about all that uh also i'm very happy to say that we're still searching high and low for good merchandise and i think the ball is rolling mm. on that one so that should be good fun when that finally comes along. But equally, again, just to reiterate, Oliver said, guys, th- honestly, thank you so so much for all of the positive feedback that you've been sending our way. People even just sending in about how they hate, hate Oliver's drum just as much as I do, which brings me joy. Well, the funny thing is, I've got a lot of people saying they they are team drum. Ooh, so well, this could be a thing, couldn't th- it? Team drum and team pineapple. will call you all up. All i will say the drum isn't going to be coming out in every show because it's special and we've got to save special things so look we've got enough going on today to keep you guys entertained and we don't need my drum from japan which probably needs a good strong japanese name so if there's anyone listening in the land of the rising sun ohio Zaymas, uh feel free to send in a nice name At the moment, it's just drum sand, which isn't very good, is it? Okay, on with the show. Thank you very much for joining us. And everybody, please welcome Karamo Brown. Karamo, thank you so much for joining
0: us today. How are you doing today? I'm actually really good. Happy to be with you all. This is what I love about technology. I could be in LA and you all in the UK... (laughs) It's like we're like chilling, hanging out. You know what I mean?
1: Just, just for the record, we would have happily come to L.A. for this. Come
0: on, because the, the weather is beautiful. I'm not trying to rub it in your face, but I'm looking out my window right now and it's like probably about 75 degrees and sunshine.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, it's the same here. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah,
1: like I said, thank you very much for joining us today. So, Oliver, if you want to explain what the series that we're doing is. Yeah, sure. So on this season, we're literally, we're trying to break down the notion that there is such a thing as a uh, normal life as opposed to, you know, When people say, oh, it isn't It isn't normal, I'm not normal, whatever. There's no such thing as that. So we were just trying to break that down. So what would you say was normal for you growing up?
0: Um, Well, going off of what you said, which, by the way, when I heard about your podcast, um, immediately became a fan of it because I do believe that we should be breaking down and having more conversations about these words and these feelings and these thoughts that are actually very damaging to us. And one of the ones that people say all the time is that I'm not normal. So I love that you all are doing this because it is a very damaging thought. You know, Because when you tell yourself that I am normal, I'm not normal, it means that some part of yourself is not right. Some part of authentically of who you are and what you should be loving about yourself, you're not gonna dismiss because society or some type of internal voice has told you that you should not love and respect every part of you. And so for me growing up, you know, I was told certain things around, I guess, masculinity, um, around what that was meant to be normal. You know what I mean? Like boys have to play sports. Boys have to, you know, um, hold their emotions in. Boys have to, you fill in the blank with all of these things that as a young man, I sort of took on as like, oh, okay, this is what is normal to be a man, to be a boy. And as I got older, I started to realize those things were not only not normal, they were also very toxic in a lot of ways. And so I think that's the biggest thing for me as a child.
1: Can you pinpoint a time, and I know there are a few in your life when your normal became extraordinary?
0: Oh my gosh. It's those moments where being extraordinary that I realized, you know, um, that I found success and the most happiness. You know, one of the things that I realized early on is that my normal is that I love to talk to everyone. You know what I mean? And when you're in school, you know, the kid that talks a lot and shares their feelings and connects to other people, they're, they're put out of class. They're told that they're not the good kid. You know, like go to the principal's office. And what I realize now as a television host who's making a lot of money off of talking to everybody, that <laughs> me being an extraordinary talker and being able to connect with people was a good thing. And I'm so thankful that I didn't listen to every single one of those teachers who told me, oh, Karama, you're talking again? Go to class. It's a bad thing. I'm glad that I didn't allow that to dim my light because it would have stifled me from going on to something that made me happy and brought me so much joy and helped so many other people.
1: Definitely. I wonder how many, I wonder how many hosts or, or presenter people on their school report always has talks too much.
0: All of us. All of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of us. It's like a yearly thing. Actors yeah. too. Come on. You know, actors. Are oh, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely. Well, Cromwell, let's talk about, um, like, queer. Obviously, as you say, if you'd have listened to your uh, your teachers, that that would never have been a thing. Um, but, like, tell us about, like, more about, like, obviously your your role in the show because James and I, before we came on, we were talking about, like, we like to think how your, your role is pretty much, like, The cement to the whole thing because you can look nice you can live in a nice place but unless you're dealing with what's going on in here how how far does that last so what did it teach you to go and speak to other people
0: yeah, you better preach on that. Like, this, this is really what it is. You know, we, we have a makeover show, and, you know, the first seasons, people used to say, well, I don't understand. How do you make over someone's culture? And for me, I always tell people that culture has many different, you know, um, meanings and definitions. You know, one is being what we know in science and bacteria. The Another one is, and the one I apply to, is shared attitudes and values. And so when you're talking about even like this idea of like, what's normal and what's not normal, it's this shared idea and values that we've sort of held close. And for me, I realize until you get a grasp, On what means the most to you, what you love in the world, and you can start to heal from the negative things you've heard, then you're not going to ever be able to truly live the most authentic life you have. You know, it's like you just said, Oliver, until you fix the inside, it's okay. You can change someone's clothes, you can change their hair, you can change what they're eating, but eventually they're just going to go right back to it because whatever created that pattern wasn't addressed. And so my role on the, the show is to address those in things. Like, let's figure out why you're not doing this. Why don't you believe you deserve better? Why don't you believe that you should be intaking healthier things? Why don't you believe you should be interacting with people? Why don't you believe you deserve more out of life? Um, and, you know, and so for me, it's just a really beautiful thing when you see people get it. They click on really quickly and they're like, oh, Oh my gosh, that thing that happened to me in 4th grade is still haunting me today, and because of that, I no longer am making the right decisions for myself to live a happy life and now they sort of move on from that.
1: Sure, yeah, it's it's definitely something which so first of all, like I binge-watched all all series on the Netflix for like well, when we came into to lockdown for like the third time. And it was just a great. it was just a really I think there's so many things with reality TV. There's always some kind of shock happens has to happen, but what's great about Queer Eye is that there, it's just positivity from the get go, and and but it goes deeper. Like you, like Oliver says, you've got um, you basically being the foundation of that, and we're not just saying this to to blow smoke up you, but to like generally <laughs> that's that's generally what like how it is. And then obviously you have got Anthony doing the food, Bobby design. Fashion and then Jonathan grooming like everything that you can all take on board with your day-to-day life but it's it's great to watch a program which you can feel like you can see the positivity coming from all you guys but do, when when uh you finish and wrap up for the day are you just knackered or do you like carry on like being really oh that was a mate like are you on a high from the the change that you've brought to someone's life
0: well can i just tell you this so we have a show here in the states called who wants to be a millionaire? Where like they give you a bunch. Of- Do you have that there in the UK? Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. just did. I just did the celebrity version for um, charity, obviously. And one of my questions was knackered, and I had to call. <laughs> I had to call my castmate Tan because he's you know yeah. raised ra- 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 in the UK to get the right answer because I didn't know he was my call of friend and I got it right. But just now, right now, when you said it again, I still don't remember what knackered was. It was it's tired, right?
1: Yeah, very tired. Very okay, tired. very
0: tired, okay. Cause I was like, I was like, I know this, I know this, I just did this on Millionaire. Okay, so yeah. So um, after, after Queer Eye, I guess, you know, um, I'm not really that knackered. And the reason I say it, I sound weird saying it. I'm not that <laughs> knackered. I sound like a real American saying that. Like, Thank you for the try.
1: Thank you for the trying.
0: I usually try to be really cool in my life. And this is one of the moments where I realize I'm not cool when you say that word. But um, yeah, I'm really not that tired afterwards. And the reason being is because I'm a big believer in... Understanding my capacity and I think a lot of people don't understand their capacity you know I set my capacity of what I can give every morning before I walk out the house and the more clearer we can be about the capacity we have the better off in life we can be and I think sometimes you just feel like I'm waking up and I have to do everything that life throws at me and that's not the case You know, you can set boundaries in your own life of what you can and what you cannot or do not want to do. And so for me, I'm always like, you know what? I know that today because of the night I had, the amount of sleep I have, the feeling I'm having, things that are going on, an email I got, I have the capacity today to help. Three to five people, but I know that after three to five people. I'm not gonna have the energy to really give good advice I'm not gonna have the ability to like really be there for them And so knowing that I can set that capacity at the beginning of the day helps me at the end of the day not to be so exhausted or knackered because I'm like Oh, I, did, I didn't I did deplete myself. And I think that's the problem with most people of us. We deplete ourselves. We deplete ourselves at work. We deplete ourselves at school. We deplete ourselves with kids, with family, where we just feel like we have to give, 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 do, do, do. And then at the end of the night, we're like, oh, I'm exhausted. I do not believe when it comes to life you should ever be going to bed feeling exhausted. You should be feeling exhilarated. You should be feeling excited for what's coming next. You should not be feeling like, oh my gosh, life is so hard. I hate everything that's going on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a huge thing as well because then that way you're not, you're not setting yourself up for an impossible fail, eh? It's exactly. almost like... It's like controlling, controlling what it is you can, you can control. Because one of the things that we get, we do get people like right into us. And like they say that listening to our podcasts is a, is an escapism for them, for whatever's going on, um, anything like that. And unfortunately we do get messages from guys who are coming to terms with say their sexuality or acceptance of what position they're in in life. Is there any advice you would give to anyone who's going through anything like that, who don't feel like they can share their sexuality with their communities or, or whoever?
0: Yeah, you know what? First of all, understand that it's okay to, feel patient with your, to be patient with yourself. You know, a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to feel like I have to share. You know, I saw this great TikTok video, which I thought was really funny. This, this young gay kid was like, I'm no longer coming out as gay to people. I'm now going to start assuming that everyone is gay, and now straight people have to come out to me. And I thought that was such a funny thing because right now it's actually the the opposite, you know, we all assume everyone is straight and then gay people have to feel this pressure of coming out to others. And I thought what bravery and what great shift of language for this kid to be like, no, 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 I'm going to now assume everyone's gay and you have to come out to me and tell me if you're straight. But I say this to this person in all sincerity that, you know, be patient with yourself. You know, understand that this is a journey of you being feeling comfortable of communicating who you authentically are. You know, we sometimes feel this pressure of like, we have to make grand announcements, we have to tell everyone. Um, I think the thing that I would tell this person is start figuring out ways to love yourself privately. You know, waking up every morning and saying, you know what, I love the fact that. I love differently or I, the person I love is not the person my mother may love or my brother may love or my best friend may love. I, the, my love is special to me and it's okay. Fall in love with who you are. Fall in love with what you're going on. And then if you can't find a community around you that can, you can talk to, that's the beauty of the generation we're in now. We have so many outlets online where you can be anonymous and share who you are and allow that and an enemy to sort of build your confidence, where you can then say, okay, you know what, maybe I'll have the courage to tell one person or share with one person. And understand that you're not really telling them for acceptance, you're telling them because you want to let them into your life. You know, I actually don't use the term coming out because I think it puts too much pressure on gay people to feel like they have to make these grand announcements. And because really what the process is, is you're letting people in. You're saying, hey, I want to let you in because I trust you and I love you. And I think if you can look at people in your life that you want to let in, understand that there are people that you can let in that's going to love you, respect you, and just try to seek those people out. But again, it's your journey. You can do it at your own pace. Don't feel any pressure. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes we feel like if you're not saying it by 16 or 17 or 18 or 19, that there's a problem. No, you have a life ahead of you. Share when you're ready and that's okay.
1: Like you say, it's it's a personal thing, isn't it? And it's a thing to tell people, but then equally it's your own, it's you. It's your own
0: truth, you know?
1: I know that you've you've also just launched your a skincare line, Mantle. I have. Uh, can you tell us? Can you tell us the story behind that?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, um, I used to have hair, um, and I loved my hair. It was it was so beautiful. <laughs> I tried I tried to hold on to it as long as I could, but you know, um, it started to go away as it does for many, um, uh, men, many women Um, many people, and um, I felt embarrassed, you know, because every commercial we're told from being kids is that if you don't have hair, that you're not as attractive, especially us as men. You know, we're told, like, if you don't have hair, like, You're not going to get the girl you want, the guy you want. You know, even those commercials of, like, the guy gut coming out the pool, wet hair, push it back. It's like, like, it tells you, like, you can't go (laughs) swimming if you don't have a full head of hair because no one's going to want to see you get out the water. You know what I mean? It's like, we have these messages that come to us that really start to affect our self-esteem. And I realized all the message I was receiving was telling me that if I don't have hair, that I was unattractive. And so during season one of Queer Eye, I used to draw on my hairline with a pencil, like a eyeliner pencil. And um, the running joke between the guys was, you could always tell where I sat in the car, because if we hit a bump, my hairline was on the roof of the car. And so (laughs) it was like, uh, it's like that guy who sprays the back of his hair or does something, and it's like, everyone knows. (laughs) Everyone knows what you're doing. But, you know, you do it because you're trying to find a way to guard your self-esteem. And I realized that I didn't need to guard my self-esteem anymore. I just need to love myself where I was. You know what I mean? And so I took the plunge, shaved my head. And when I shaved my head, I realized there was no skincare products for the face, neck, and scalp. For men who were balding or who were bald. And so I created it out of a desire to create something that could help people. And what I needed myself. And so um, it, it's it's going really great. People can go to mantle, Mantle.com. Um, mant co And um, get it. Beyonce shout us out. And it's just like really special. And I'm going to tell you this. It's now evolved. Because I established it for just for people who are bald or balding. And now women, men who are not bald or balding. Because the products are really good. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to send you one specifically. Which is... Um, I, we've created the first clear sunscreen. So you can put it on and it's not going to be chalky and white and or smell like the beach. It's clear, so yeah. it's smooth. Um, and you can wear it all day long. It's great. And I'm going to send it to you all because it has been selling out like crazy because people are like, sunscreen that's clear, that's not going to be all white and cakey. And so I'm just proud of it, you know?
1: That'd be amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, congratulations as well. So would you say, would you say then, Camaro, that that is like... I was going to ask the question, what's the most normal thing about you? But it is like the normality to you without putting words in your mouth, like you being just a creative output in terms of obviously like the skincare range, your kid's book, and obviously the show and stuff like that. Or is there anything I've missed out?
0: I think I think the thing that would be most normal about me is that um, I make love-based decisions for my life and not fear-based decisions. And I think most people make fear-based decisions and they stop themselves from doing the things or trying new things because you know our moms tell us like, oh, you can't do that, your dad tells you, some friend in school told you, and you start to internalize these things. And so when you mention like Scarecare Line, children's book, these are things that I've always wanted to try that at some point in my life someone told me, you can't do that, you can't love that, you can't try that. And that's a fear-based decision. A fear-based decision is stopping me from doing what I love. And for me, I've always been in this space where I'm like, I'm not going to listen to that. I always tell anybody around me who knows me, I'm always like, I'm not listening to that Yahoo. And I call everybody a Yahoo. That's my word. You're a Yahoo. If you're telling someone not to try something to stop, to stifle their lives, then you're a yahoo. Because you should never stifle anyone. Even if your intentions are good or based out of love, you gotta like let somebody try and know that they can encourage them, be there to support them. And so the thing that's most normal about me is that I don't allow other people's negativity or fear-based decisions to stop me. I just keep trying and trying and trying and asking for help and that's why I think that I keep having such blessings in my life because I'm, I'm, I'm walking through life with love, not fear.
1: Sure. Um, so what i said, the most normal, what's the least normal?
0: The least normal ooh, thing about me is that um. Ooh, there's so many. <laughs> 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 my best friend is right here. Best friend, what would be the least <laughs> normal thing about me? Oh, God. Mm, it'd be my diet, for one. Um, <laughs> my diet is pretty, 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 uh, not as great. Abnormal. Abnormal. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying now as I get older to eat better. Um, and I'm realizing because as a kid I was forced to eat so healthy and was told you can't have the sugar, you can't have the, you know, the good stuff. Like we grew up in a house where it was like cornflakes with no sugar, you know what I mean, or like brand flakes, like you couldn't have any of the good stuff. Like I would go to my friend's house and um, have to like literally get a soda from their house because that was not allowed in my house. That I realized that now I'm eating bad because it was denied can. to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. I guess that's abnormal, but I'm getting better at it. Devil, my best friend also said I'm a daredevil. I try anything, like I'll jump off a cliff.
1: <laughs> right, so um, so I've, I always finish with uh, th- these things called 3 a.m. questions, which basically just a quick fire, but the right answer comes at 3 a.m. when you're really thinking about it. Um, so first of all, what is your favourite book?
0: Harry Potter.
1: Come on!
0: Yes, That's the right, right, right choice, girl. That's <laughs> the right <laughs> choice.
1: Favourite. I'll give you that one. Um, what is your favourite food?
0: Um, uh, Skittles
1: <laughs> uh, Favourite song?
0: Um, right now it's Beyonce Let Me Cater To You
1: Your favourite film?
0: Ooh, um, Clueless or um, uh, Forrest Gump Oh, God. yes Yeah. And what is your favourite quote? Um, don't be afraid of growing slowly, only of standing still very good. Yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. Thank
1: you so much for, for all that, Karamo.
0: I'm so excited to be here with you all. When you get to LA, let me know you so do. we can hang out.
1: That sounds great. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today, mate, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Such a great guy to speak to. Again, he's one of those people that you would love just to sit down, have a drink with, and just, you know, just have a good chat because... He's very knowledgeable anyway, but a really sincere guy and generally wants people to improve their lives. Yes, exactly. A very, very nice chap. So Karamo, thank you so much uh, for coming on and we wish you nothing but the absolute best. Now, earlier on, we said that we were going to be doing some questions. This is from Griffin Claw Puff. What is your favourite Metallica song? I assume she's a Harry Potter fan. My favourite Metallica song would be probably the song which totally changed my idea of what music is. Bloody you're dragging this out, aren't you? It's got to be. It's called For Whom the Bell Tolls. Okay, interesting. Uh, My favourite Metallica song would either be One or Nothing Else Matters because I learned that on the guitar. and also learned one on the guitar, which is an amazing guitar riff. So that's one of those why I wanna grow my hair again, so I can just head bang, really a lot. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Ari and she says, most positive thing that ever happened during lockdown or quarantine, even if it's small, hearing about good things happening around the globe keeping me going during these trying times. My favorite bit, I know it was in the first lockdown, would be when everyone was clapping for carers in the NHS and the key workers in the UK. So every Thursday at eight o'clock, people would go outside and applaud to show their support and appreciation to the emergency services and the key workers. That would be my highlight of the whole thing because it just goes to show, you know, that's it. And can I get political for a second? Did they give them a pay rise after all, lad, did they? Okay, next one. Icarious the Brave asks, what is the best place you have visited and why? Favorite city that I've been to, Valencia, In Spain, love that place. Fiji as well. What an amazing group of people. So welcoming. And especially, right, if you ever get to sit around in a circle and sample carver late at night, that is a good way to spend an evening. I mean, I love, like, Helsinki is an amazing city. I guess Las Vegas is an amazing city as well, isn't it? Had some fun times there. Uh, Golfing Mm -hmm. all around the world. Basically, we're very lucky that we try and sort, whenever we go anywhere... We try and go where the locals go. We spend very little time in the hotel wherever we are, unless we absolutely have to. So I think that anywhere you go, you're going to find some fun things to do. There's always a memory to be found in any town, no matter how boring. Like we've been to, there's a certain town which Oliver knows what I'm talking about, which was possibly the most dullest place we have ever had to stay for yeah. a night. Yeah, but yeah, we, but it was, we no, found it wasn't, it wasn't even just it wasn't even just one night, but we found some good some good times and some funny people there. So it's made. Fun times are around wherever you look. How's that for a bit of positivity? But it's true. It is, it is. Okay, so Caitlin asks, I need your help. What should my graduation yearbook quote be for next year? Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? How about an arrow pointing down and saying this person lies? (laughs) Uh, Depends depends who's below you. Um, Or above. One of the two. Could be both. Tell you what. The Great Book of British Wit of course Mm -hmm. sorry this is really exciting isn't it Mm -hmm. okay i've got another one here from uh from mzell who says how did the idea of the podcast start um i've got to be honest with you mzell it basically started where our friend johanna Conter asked us if we would do an interview for her and we said yes and on the back of that i asked her would you mind coming on our podcast and then thought afterwards we need to get a podcast going. So that is where the original or last season's um, Double Trouble, where that started from. And then with the growth of that, I suppose being forced into doing certain things through the lockdown in 2020, that was kind of where that all stemmed from. And then luckily people like yourself reacted to it, enjoyed it. And then we did one with uh, our friend Hayley. That went very well. And then Bonnie came on and the thing just blew up. So it's been absolutely fantastic ever since. Very good. Sorry, I'm still trying to think of a good quote here. Oh, my God. You should have graduated by now. Could you're not lie, isn't it? <laughs> it's job. you're not. Okay, so Kareem K asks, is there a song you've ever listened to abroad, don't know the words, but stays in your head? Yes, I've got one. So when we were in Italy, in Milan, there was a song which kept being played on the radio and it just didn't stop. What was it? Was it always there. I'm just going to get it on now. It's actually on my phone. I've got one which you don't really hear in England at all but when I've been to Spain especially it comes on and everyone starts dancing to it called La Bomba there's one come on James I'm trying to find it it's Spe- re- <laughs> speed it up <laughs> it's, it's hard because I haven't prepared for any of this Bell from Uruguay has said hola Bell um, has said if you happen to be wrestlers which song would be your entrance song uh, oh, now, are you going to be like a comical wrestler? Is it, see, if it was boxing, it would be a different answer, wouldn't it? But because it's wrestling. Well, no, okay, okay. Uh, well, let's just face it. You're going out to the ring to fight. What would it be? Either Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Or... or... See, I always think I always think you want something what's going to be maybe totally take people off. Yeah, I'm thinking that. What they're thinking about. So mine would be, if I was to walk out, right, John Paul Young, Love is in the Air. Well, as as you, yeah. it could be like a big build up, you know, dun 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 dun, dun. and then the crowd sing start singing it. Everyone's getting into it. That'd be quite intimidating if you were a foreign fighter, wouldn't it? Yeah, because you imagine, right? I know they play Sweet Caroline and everything like that at the boxing, but that, that that'll uh, get maybe maybe they yeah they should definitely play that when they do Fury against uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Very good one. Okay, that, so we've got I... gone. Go, go, go on. No, no, I'd, I'd also say So the Bull's on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Or I would go the other way with All By Myself, the Celine Dion version. Ah. Oh. I think that Yeah, but yeah, I know. But you could be like that moody person on your own. And then the guy who you're fighting would be like, What? what? <laughs> and it's a good sing along, isn't it? Well, look at Tyson Fury, he came out to singing crazy. Exactly. There you go. Things like this happen. Yes, right, so Christina from Germany says, Hi, James. Hi, Oliver. You guys always talk with other people about what normal looks like or what they consider to be normal, but you never really talk about what normal looks like for you. So my question for you both is, what does normal look like for you? At the moment, so at the moment, obviously, because things are a bit different. So my yeah, my, normally, my normal day starts with, I do yoga or DDPY. Uh, mm-hmm. I then do a bike ride or some kind of workout. And then a lot of it is spent either walking the dog or doing uh, cameos and things like that at the moment. So it's quite a, it's quite different. But then obviously when the world was as it was normal a couple of years ago, uh, we were traveling quite a bit, weren't we? And uh, so, yeah, we were. We were. So Libby on Twitter asks, logistics aside, if it were possible to go to any planet, constellation, what would it be? What can you just get there like that, or do you have to actually? Sit yeah, on a yeah, no, no, no. Logistics, logistics aside, you can go anywhere and oh, see, see it. Oh, uh, I see. Mine would be to the South Georgian Islands and see the penguins and the whales down there. No, the you can go to any well. planet, any anything in the sky. I'm I'm happy to go to a remote island on our planet because let's face it, from what I've learned listening to you talk about stuff, there aren't really many planets out there that are very hospitable to look at anyway. You know, you go all that way. Could you imagine, right, sitting on a plane or sitting on a spaceship for God knows how long? I know logistics aside or anything like that. But you sit there going hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. You get somewhere and what are you looking at? Oh, great. A rock. Crater. Rock. Crater. Can't breathe outside. Sorry, Libby, about Oliver's um, failure to grasp this concept. So I would either no, say I'd like to, go I understand to what you're either I understand what you're I'd like to either go to Titan, which is one of the moons of the gas planets, Titan, and also... Recently, I've been trying to look at nebulas and things, so I'd like to go to see the Horsehead Nebula. It's very pretty. There you go. I get, I got where you were going with that question, Libby. Okay, fantastic. Anyway, I've heard here's another one coming in on our email address, normal, not normal at gmail.com. It says, Hi Oliver and James, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and recently discovered your podcast and listened to it while I'm doing my uni work always making the load a lot lighter while well, having a laugh anyway my question for you is if you could have a meal with anyone dead or alive who would it be all the best caitlin a meal a meal if i could have a meal with anyone dead or alive mm-hmm. or or other mm-hmm. uh, uh well you gotta i mean jesus would be pretty cool wouldn't it i mean you wouldn't have to bring uh, your own wine Oh, it'd be a good chat. I um, oh, no, oh, no, no, it'd be a great chat. It'd be a great chat. There you go. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, the, the, let's face it, it that would be a good, a good conversation to have. Like, there's a good country song, actually, by Thomas Rhett called Beer with Jesus. That's kind of good. Yeah, anyway, sorry, go on, Oliver. Who would you choose? No, I'd go for that. I'd go for that. I don't think you can really beat having a, having a sit down and a, uh, either a pint or a, or a meal. I'd have it in a pub to completely break our rules of no religion for pub rules. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have it in a pub and the meal of the day would be something like just oh, just a really good fish and chips. I mean, although, although maybe Jesus would be bored with eating fish. Maybe he'd want something like a, I don't know, chicken bolty pie or something like that. Interesting. Anyway, interesting. This is from Jets. Who is the best cook? Me. Next question, James. <laughs> yeah. If you like duck salad or some, something that you always get whenever you go to Oliver's house. No, actually, I'm, doing a, I'm making my own linguine today, tonight. Oh, that's another lobster, one. Yeah, linguine. Lobster linguini. Lobster yeah, linguini. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaw asks, was there any moment in your lives you felt like everything was different and you didn't feel normal? Besides the fact that you were both in one of the greatest movie series ever. I think every day you feel something like that, don't you? Isn't that what makes everybody different? Maybe I. I would say uh, one thing where I thought this isn't normal would be when we were doing we were doing a premiere. In so I know you say besides the fact that we're in. Harry Potter but when we were doing the press for the I think it was the eighth movie we were in Hong Kong and we managed to crash the Hong Kong stock market because the premiere was going on right outside we didn't, we didn't we didn't cause it to crash we made it physically dip like trading yeah. was wiped off millions over the time over the space of 15 minutes you could so. literally so when they showed the line of money throughout the day at one point it dipped a one 1 p.m. through to about 1.30. And that was because traders were coming outside to get photos of us or signatures for their kids. So that was quite a cool day. Yes. Yes, it was, isn't it? Uh, oh, Kells asks, great question. Favourite golf club? As in golf course, do I mean? I'm assuming Kells means golf course. But if we're going to go with club as well, <laughs> trusty three iron, that's always in the bag. Favourite golf club I've played? Uh... I'm going to have to go either Pebble Beach or Spyglass Hill. My my Spyglass Hill all day long. All day long Spyglass Hill. In fact, if I had one more round of golf ever to play, it would be there. I won that day, didn't I? And also um St Andrews, that was a good day because I won that as well. Anyway, let's move on. This is from Sarah who says, "Would you, James, and you, Oliver, ever consider being on who do you think you are?" which is a family... And also, Sarah says that family genealogy is one of her hobbies. Well, Sarah, for those listening elsewhere, Who Do You Think You Are is basically a programme where um, historians and people help you find more out about your family history. And yes... Definitely because my mum has been absolutely fantastic in doing a huge amount of work in the family tree and she's always said, if you ever get to go on who who do you think you are, please do because there's a few blanks that need filling in. But also she found some amazing stuff out, notably about our great grandfather who used to run a pub in Gloucester. And we found this, I won't go into the main specifics of it, but we we found the headline or the head, like the front page of the Gloucester Citizen newspaper. And the whole thing was about a police raid, what happened at the pub um, the day of the Derby, which is a race, uh, a horse race, um, about betting what was going on at the time. And the transcript from the trial was absolutely brilliant. And yes, so ah. Great grandfather sounded like a really funny character who coincidentally actually held the Worcestershire County record for riding a penny farthing, which is the huge bicycle. You know, the bicycles with the huge wheel on the front. He won it like three times on the bounce. But I don't actually want... So this ties into another question, which Michaela's just asked, which what are you most look forward to do after quarantine is over? So tying in with that uh, about family history. So another great grandfather of ours, he built bridges all over the world so i would love to go on a little tour to see all these bridges that he helped create and build we actually Uh, did didn't we We actually did yeah but there's pittsburgh yeah there's there's some in pittsburgh but there's also some in south america in buenos aires for example uh all over the world i'd love to go and see some of those bridges which would be that would be an amazing thing to do wouldn't it Mm -hmm. it would be it would be and speaking of south america Julieta from argentina Ola, Julieta, asks, what would be your ideal birthday party? And I think my ideal birthday party would be, I remember our, can you remember our 21st? Mm-hmm. So basically what happened was a friend of mine. Well, kind of, that, yeah. A friend of mine ran a bus company, right? So he gave, he let us have a bus for the night. Uh, so this bus parked outside our house. We had about 110, 120 people Uh Piled into this bus. And we're not talking a double-decker bus, just a single bus. Piled into it. We went to this brand-new nightclub what had just opened where we were able to rent out uh, one of the big rooms downstairs. And we rocked up at this at this front door of the club. And I know people say, oh, yeah, arriving by a limousine and all this, and the other. No, no. Rocking up on a bus was absolutely out of this world. And it was such a cool night. You go, We had friends from, like, filming. We had friends from school. We had friends from everywhere else where we met them and everyone got on it was just an absolutely brilliant brilliant evening so that would be my ideal birthday party my ideal birthday party would be a picnic on the beach with my wife my dog and it would be hammer pineapple pizza and a julia pie from Duke's. you just you're just saying that aren't you no but this is this is generally what i mean it has to be warm i don't want to because my birthday's in february so it'd be cold to so be like some really warm beach uh, okay. Obviously. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The the next question as well is from Destiny, and she says, "Hi, I'm starting to run again after breaking my leg, and recovering. Do you have any advice? Um, Give it a go. Yeah, but I'll say, Destiny, you can you can come back from it. I go running sometimes with a guy who, again, broke his leg, and it took him a while to get back to it. But it's just about the little little steps, not physically, but mentally. The physical step, like the little steps of going it, and then eventually you can start running again. So well done on that." Exactly, yeah fantastic to hear destiny right okay so we've got one more from johanna who says hey oliver and james i know oliver that you must have quite a lot of these but what is one of the biggest pet peeves that you guys have hope you are having an amazing day all the best james i'll let you go on with this one my biggest pet peeve in the entire world mm-hmm is people that take forever to go through security at an airport that and people that can't control their dogs because it gives all other dog owners a bad name <sighs> that's close it sounded like a rant to me that what no I nearly was what was yours be you, oliver my biggest pet peeve um yeah i think if i had to if i had to choose one big pet peeve it would be when you open the door for somebody or you hold the door open for them and they just walk through and don't even acknowledge like you're there like i always think well i'm one of these people who will shout and i don't mean discreetly i will say it very loudly so a lot of people not just you here will be thank you or you're welcome i will do that while also wishing that they would fall flat on their face as well the ignorant sods that would be my pet pet peeve Very good. Okay, two more, uh, two quick fire ones. First one from Kelsey. Would you rather go to the moon or would you rather be able to breathe underwater indefinitely? Breathe underwater indefinitely. Okay. I'd I'd go for the moon, Kelsey, because, you know, it's the moon. Uh, And finally, Adriana says, we've got to have a Harry Potter question just for one, but what is something from Harry Potter, from the books, that you wish was included in any of the movies? The one thing I wish was there... And I, I remember reading the uh, I remember reading it in the fourth book would be the whole swamp thing with Fred and George that would have been awesome to be able to film I think more of a more on a selfish point of view because we'd have got more screen time but I think it's more <laughs> I think but it was it, that would have been really cool but yeah well that as we well go. but I I see I would say because I remember it from when we were chatting to Havana, was the uh Res, resistance radio. Yeah, and should be. I mean we actually did that during the the for the computer game with Electronic Arts uh, that was a lot of fun to do but it's a shame that we couldn't have done that in the movie but that would be the the only thing but I've said this before to to some people that have asked the reason why we couldn't why they couldn't put more stuff what well, were in the book somewhere in the films was that if they were to have done the first book that would have been a seven hour movie which probably wouldn't have worked too well in the cinema. But there you go. Anyway, guys, thank you. Sorry I could only answer a handful of those questions, but thank you very much to literally the thousands of questions that we've had through. And we will come back to these during other podcasts as well, so we try and get through as many as possible. So thank you very much for that. Once again, guys, we really, really love the community, what has organically appeared. Um And just has just been grown and grown and growing from the uh, from the podcast. So look out for each other. Thank you so much for all the love and support for both James and myself. But this goes out to everybody else as well. Very much. Um, but yeah, like Oliver says, we have really enjoyed all the communications that you guys are sending in. So please bring, please, please keep doing it. But also, can I throw in one random did you know for today before we sign Go off? On. Go on then. Pack of cards, right? Hmm. Here's something that'll blow your mind. I'm thinking of a card right yeah that's right it's the eight of diamonds but did you know right look at that eight of diamonds focus on the two diamonds in the middle right Mm hmm you'll notice there is an eight you got it it? no focus on the two in the middle yeah and then slightly zoom out with your own vision and then you'll see an eight in between where the other diamonds are shaped no you've lost me here i can see what you mean yeah but it's there. like Eight. Got it? This is some good content. That isn't it. Right. I know everybody else got it because they're a bit quicker <laughs> than my brother. So thank you very much. That is awful. That is absolutely awful. That's not a did what you is know. Well, it's true. Of course it is. It's a did you know. There is an it's eight. Did There's you an extra know. eight in the eight of diamonds. There, I can see it right now. Now I can, un- yeah, I can never unsee like- it yeah that's it's like, like the that's kfc like it's, it's like the kfc man you can never unsee that logo it yeah he looks, looks like he's like got, like got little legs yeah a little body yeah there you go but guys thank you very much for joining us this week karamo thank you again for joining us too we're really glad as well that you could bring some amazing insight knowledge to us and just spread the positivity that you are continuing to do with your amazing charities your podcast everything that you do throughout the world queer eye is on netflix right now so i recommend you guys check it out. Oliver, anything you want to say before we sign off? No, no, really as you say. Thanks uh thanks again to Karamo for his lovely insight. And as we said earlier on guys, I know that we're we've been going on and doing these Q&As and everything like that. But if you are going through anything right now where this is your one time a week when you can just unwind and not worry about anything else. Just remember, like I said, there's a massive community—not just you. You've got an army behind you, wishing you all the best and to be your best and to be well. So keep being well, keep being yourself. But more importantly, choose joy. Why wow, are you finished with that? I'm saying that Go- because okay, I'm saying that. No, no, I'm saying that because for some reason people think that I wake up and just want to rant and rave the whole time, um, which maybe I do sometimes. But more than likely, I'm here to have a good time and just enjoy people's company and people's uh, yeah, just enjoy people's company. So guys, stay well, keep being fantastic and we will see you very very soon. Like next week. See you guys. Normal Not Normal is a stable production.